the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. President Biden facing intense pressure to fix the southern border crisis. Republicans have long criticized the president's immigration policies and called for asylum restrictions. But it's not just GOP officials putting pressure on the White House to limit border crossings. Nine Democratic governors from all across the country recently sent a letter to the president pleading for action to solve what has become a humanitarian crisis. With a record flow of migrants entering the U.S., states and cities are spending billions to respond, but are failing to keep pace with the new arrivals. Greg Clugston. Washington. Israel's military issuing a detailed warning to Hezbollah terrorists in Lebanon that they will be, quote, ready to attack immediately if provoked. Israel says it doesn't want a war with Hamas, uh, with Hezbollah, rather, but it's ready for one. This is SRN News. This week in the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt, brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Former President Donald Trump is indicted yet again. Senator Tom Cotton. I think it's another politicized prosecution that's more befitting of a third world banana republic than our great country. Join us for our program and sign up for our podcast at townhallreview.com. Every Saturday evening at 7 and Sunday nights at 11, here on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Inside your 1 o'clock hour this afternoon here on AM 1280 The Patriot. Stay tuned. You're moments away from the closer edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network with Brad Carlson. But first, a quick look at your weather forecast for your Sunday. Mostly sunny today with a high nearing 46 degrees. Tonight's overnight low, 28, with some cloud cover moving in this evening. And for Monday, partly sunny, high nearing 50 degrees. You're listening to AM 1280 The Patriot. Stay tuned. Brad Carlson with the Northern Alliance Radio Network coming up in moments. Portions of the following program may have been pre-recorded. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is The Closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone call, 651 651- 289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, the calendar says early February, but uh, i got to admit, it uh, seems like mid-March out there already. So Unbelievable. I think uh, winter's going to pass us by, dare we say. Uh, am I speaking too soon? Well, I'm at the point now where, you know, February, you're ready for winter to get over with because it's been such a slog, and this year just hasn't. So whatever big snowfall we get between now or over the next couple months, uh, I, I've literally not had my snowblower out once this year. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. I know I lament the weather uh, uh, every week because, you know, I, I like to get out there once in a while with the snowplow. I'm not going to lie, but. Like I say, when it gets to be February, it's, it gets kind of old at that point. But not experiencing that this year, that is for sure. So uh, with that, uh, and of course, it's been reported by uh, the organization Fishing for Life that their annual Holes for Heroes ice fishing tournament that takes place every year on the Saturday before the Super Bowl uh, will not be taking place this year. Uh, 
we're terribly disappointed, but not at all surprised given the warmer weather. It, the, the lake just hasn't been sufficiently iced over. And uh, as a result, uh, they are canceling this year's tournament. Uh, we're saddened to say, so Mitch and I will carry on with our regularly scheduled broadcasts next week from here in the Patriot Bunker. So for those of you who did not hear that news as yet, um, we thought we'd uh, share that with you. Again, not terribly surprising. We did have a stretch where it was like a week or two of, of single digits, even below zero. And it's like, okay, turns out we'll probably have it. But then it shot right back up to 40s and 50s temperature-wise. So... It just isn't going to be possible this year, so we certainly understand that. But uh, we'll definitely be back out on Medicine Lake in Plymouth next year. And knowing how the weather fluctuates from year to year, it's probably going to be record cold. Not hoping for that, not speaking that into existence, but that's probably what we're bracing ourselves for. Well, I do want to get to some news items from this week. Uh, talk about I'm going to talk about some Minnesota-related stuff here in the first hour. Uh, this is more kind of combination Minnesota news and combination national news. Uh, bad week for the squad members this past week. Uh, I'm, you know, nor, I'm not, I don't, you know, uh, I, I'm not a person who engages in schadenfreude. But facts are facts. It was a bad week for the, for the squad last week. And Minnesota's uh, favorite squad member, uh, Ilhan Omar, who represents the bluest congressional district in the state of Minnesota, the 5th Congressional District, which includes uh, Hennepin County, uh, pretty much all of Hennepin County, or mo- the vast majority of Hennepin County, I should say, not all of it, of course, but a good portion of it, including the um, city of Minneapolis, uh, kind of stepped in it this past week. Uh, this is from uh, Northern Alliance Radio Network alum Ed Morrissey at HotAir.com. Uh, whom does Ilhan Omar serve as a member of the House of Representatives? Depends on who you ask and where the Minneapolis Democrat is speaking, apparently. At a recent event in her home district among fellow Somalians, Omar asserted that Somalia was her top priority in Congress and that she intended to make sure the U.S. government, quote, will do only what Somalians in the U.S. tell them to do, close quote. Uh, There was a video out there, by the way, that uh, had her speaking at this event. She was speaking in her native Somalian language, and it was translated as the U.S. government will do what we want, nothing else. They must follow our orders. Uh, That is how we safeguard the interest of Somalia. And uh, Stephen Hayward at Powerline offered up uh, further translation Uh, We Somalians must have the confidence in ourselves that we call the shots in the U.S. So Ed Morrissey continues at his piece. Needless to say, this got a huge response on social media the other day, but there is some context that needs to get explained. The issue at hand is a breakaway enclave from Somalia called Somaliland, which has recently made an agreement with Ethiopia to provide them access to the sea. Somalia does not recognize Somaliland, although it has operated as an independent democratic republic since 1991, and 97% of its population affirmed this status in a 2001 constitutional referendum. The series of stable elected governments have run Somaliland more successfully and peacefully than civilian war-torn Somalia. Despite this, Somaliland has received no diplomatic recognition, although apparently some governments have informal delegations in the capital of Hargeisa. The recent agreement, a Memorandum of Understanding in Diplospeak, or MOU, apparently triggered this outburst from Omar at this event. Her constituents supposedly think it's the U.S. government's business to thwart the MOU to help Somalia, which prompted the claims above the Somalian expat community in the U.S. would dictate our policy or else. They want Somaliland forced back into Mogadishu's sovereignty and any deal with the Ethiopians voided. That's the context of Omar's remarks, although it doesn't make them much less offensive. The people of the United States will determine what policy best serves its own interests, not a small community of expats who are here strictly by dint of our own hospitality and generosity. Besides which, the last time we tried to quote unquote help Somalia, it turned into Black Hawk Down and ex- exacerbated a refugee crisis that eventually brought Omar to the U.S. 
So I don't know the answer to this, but I'm wondering, what is the percentage of population of the 5th Congressional District that is comprised of Somali expats? I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's not a majority of the 5th Congressional District. So, again, I get it. This is Ilhan Omar's homeland. Obviously, she still has a heart for those who may who may be suffering down there. And, and for that, I don't blame her. But you're, you're a U.S. Congresswoman. And is this really what is on the minds of top concerns of the majority of the district you represent in the United States Congress? I, 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 I'm going to go out on a limb and say no. And furthermore, as Ed Morrissey also pointed out in his piece, um, how will, how would it play if our policies through Jewish voters here in the U.S., not just because it's inappropriate, which it would be, but because it would play to uh, into the stereotypes prompted by Ilhan Omar and her radical progressive allies. I mean, again, I'll read the whole paragraph here, but let's think about Omar's outburst and her pledge to have Somalia run our foreign policy through the refugee community in light of the progressive revulsion against Israel and America's Jewish voters and elected officials. None of the latter would dare suggest that Israel should dictate our policies through Jewish voters here in the U.S. Can you imagine the absolute outrage were that to to take place? I mean, Jews are already being targeted at a more alarming rate than ever before, particularly in the aftermath of the October 7th Hamas attack on Israel. So I, I just to make it analogous here, yeah, that wouldn't be acceptable. And despite the fact that I uh, the majority of American sympathies, at least I believe this is the case, are probably with Israel because, let's face it, they were attacked, I don't think that they would find that proper or appropriate. Were, uh, um, say, representatives of the Jewish faith saying we run our policy through the Jewish citizens here in America. So this is just kind of this. Uh, this is an opportunity once again for the fifth congressional district to rid themselves of Ilhan Omar, and it'll have to be done in the primary. Obviously, as I repeat constantly. The DFL primary, the Democrat primary in the 5th Congressional District, that's basically your general election because whoever emerges victorious from that will be elected to Congress. And Don Samuels was Ilhan Omar's primary opponent in 2022, and he will be again in 2024, and he barely lost Ilhan Omar. I think it was by less than 2%. Okay, So there is an opportunity to oust her again, and if this is the kind of headspace she's in, the idea that the majority of constituents in the 5th Congressional District think that Somali, that, that uh, the U.S. government should do what the Somalians believe, um, again, I don't think that's among their top concerns. And this just highlights a bad week for, for the squad. Of course, the squad uh, the, uh, initially was comprised of uh, Representative Omar as well as Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez from New York, Ayanna Presley from Massachusetts, and uh, Rashida Tlaib from Michigan. And since then, Cory Bush from Missouri and Jamal Bowman from New York have been have become members of the squad. And it was a difficult week for a, a good number of these people. Like Representative Cory Bush, uh, from according to Axios.com, and which Representative Bush herself confirmed, she's being investigated by the Justice Department, uh, Federal Elections Commission and House Ethics Commission into al- alleged misuse of campaign funds for personal security. Appa- apparently, she was funneling money for security to her husband, who was not qualified to run security. But Representative Bush disagrees with that, and so she's at least thus far cooperating with the investigation. Remember, this is Cory Bush who said she wants to defund the police, while in the very next breath says, you damn right I have armed security because... Uh, I deserve it, basically. But she's also a big proponent of gun control. So security for personal security for ye and not for we. You know, we're, we're, we Americans, Second Amendment advocates, 
believe that we should be largely responsible for our own security, but Cori Bush doesn't, but she's going to funnel campaign funds for personal security. So there's that. And then Jamal Bowman, when he was a middle school principal, uh, apparently put together some blog posts. This was like 2014, 2015 timeframe, trafficking in uh, some 9-11 conspiracy theories. Basically, you know, the typical ones about how Building 7 was a went down due to a controlled demolition, you know that sort of thing, and uh, how basically, well here I'll uh, I'll read an excerpt of this. Yeah, uh, World Trade Center Building Number Seven was destroyed in a controlled demolition, and that hijacked Flight Ninety Three and Flight Seventy Seven caused uh, minimal damage and left behind little debris. Now Flight Ninety Three, of course. Uh, you had the passengers take that down to thwart the hijackers taking it into the uh, apparently the U.S. Capitol building. And Flight 77, that was a flight that crashed into the Pentagon. He says, well, you know, I don't know. That caused minimal damage. You know, so the typical conspiracies. And he represents a uh, part of New York, people who were obviously impacted um, by uh, the terror attacks back in uh, 9-11-2001. So there's that. And then uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez saying that uh, she was calling on the the U.S. to restore funding to a United States uh, agency, uh, specifically the UNRWA, uh, to um, continue relief for Palestine, despite the fact that the UNWRA has come under scrutiny recently because uh, there are 12 of its employees that participated in the October 7th assault on Israel. But yet we're supposed to continue to funnel money to this organization. So uh, a bad week for the squad. And and once again, uh, this is what happens when you seemingly elect people uh, because of the letter next to their name as opposed to being completely on merit. So Again, Ilhan Omar is going to receive a pretty serious primary challenge. Uh, Representative Cory Bush out of Missouri's 1st Congressional District and then uh, Jamal Bowman, out of uh, Congressman out of New York, all of whom are going to receive some pretty serious primary challenges coming up this year. So uh, the fact that the squad could be severely damaged, uh, we certainly hold out hope for that. I don't know about other members of the squad like Representatives Ocasio-Cortez, Presley, uh, or Tlaib, I don't know what kind of serious challenges they are receiving. But um, you know what? This is what happens when you put fringe elements in Congress. This is what this is what Democrats tried to do when people with people like Michelle Bachman. They tried to make Michelle Bachman the face of the entire Republican Party, and in, in, in a sense, it worked because Michelle Bachman very uh, barely survived reelection in the general in 2012. Okay. So this is what happens in turn when all of a sudden the squad is made the face of the Democrat Party. Turns out that voters uh, at large in the Democrat Party aren't too keen on that. So something to keep an eye on as this election cycle rolls along. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. And don't forget, we have a live stream of the broadcast up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Brad Carlson, the closer, is back in mere moments with another segment on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio monthly for connection. If you value this station, Help ensure it stays in vehicles for the next generation by visiting dependonam.com. As a mom, comforting my family is what I do best. Vicks Vapor Stick provides soothing, non-medicated Vicks Vapors in an easy-to-apply stick. And it dries fast, so there's no mess. I use it to comfort myself (sighs) and my family. Thanks, Mom. Vicks Vapo Stick, soothing comfort for the whole family. And when you need more comfort for yourself, try Vicks Vapo Shower for steamy Vicks Vapors. Use as directed. Vapo Stick for use ages four and up. Vapo Shower use for adults only.
You still thinking job change in the new year? Yeah, I need something that's in high demand and more stable in this economy. IT? Yeah, cybersecurity, maybe even AI. That's what I did. Really? How? Went to My Computer Career. You don't need any prior experience, and you could start your new career in a matter of months. A lot of IT pros go to school there, too, to level up. Sweet. Are classes online or on campus? Both. Well, I'll check it out. Thanks. Make this your year. Take the free career evaluation now at mycomputercareer.edu. Financial aid is available for qualified students, including the GI Bill. I remember when we found out we were expecting you and we were so surprised. You were? Yep, but then we heard your heartbeat and knew you were going to change our lives. What happened after that? Well, you grew and grew in my tummy. You started kicking, sucking your thumb, and even making a fist. No wonder I was a surprise. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Chances are she's listening to you right now. But Alexa has a lot of competition. Google Nest or Amazon Echo are two of the best. All you have to do is turn it on and tell it to listen to what you want. This radio station, of course. When she hears our name, we start playing. Remember, it's as simple as this. Alexa, play the Patriot Minneapolis. That's play the Patriot Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. We are AM 1280, The Patriot. Don't get lost in the endless stream of misleading headlines. Turn to a leading source of conservative news. Townhall.com. Political cartoons. Thoughtful commentary. And an intelligent perspective on the day's headlines. Townhall.com. A division of Salem Media Group. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks always for tuning in. Here to take a phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And don't forget, we have the live stream of the broadcast up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So feel free to check us out there and uh, give us a like or follow on the Narn page if you haven't done so already. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. So I know Mitch talked extensively about this uh, yesterday, and I'm going to uh, weigh in with my own comments. I don't, don't know that it will be dramatically different from what Mitch talked about. This is from uh, Alpha News this past week. Uh, federal and local agencies are investigating a fire that broke out early Sunday morning in an office building in Golden Valley that houses three of the state's most prominent conservative organizations. Ashley Sherrill, Public Information Officer for the St. Paul Division of the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, did not provide details or indicate who or if anyone was targeted, but confirmed the investigation is moving forward as an, quote, arson investigation, close quote. John Hinderocker, president of the Center of the American Experiment, said based on the locations of the fires in the building, it appears that someone targeted conservative groups. So, of course, John Hinderocker, Northern Alliance Radio Network alum, uh, one of the charter members of the NARN when it got started. uh, It'll be 20 years ago next month. Can you believe that? Well, John has uh, since moved on to other endeavors after he was with the NARN up until about early 2011. Again, now the president of the Center for the American Experiment. And, Dylan, if we have uh, cut number one, so uh, this is uh, John Hinderocker. He was on site at the office building in Golden Valley in the aftermath of these fires, and he had some commentary uh, on the site. Uh, Cut number one. Last weekend at about 2 o'clock in the morning, Saturday night, Sunday morning, one or more arsonists broke into this building, and they set two fires. They set one fire on the ground floor of the corridor between our office, Center of the American Experiment, and space across the hall that we subleased to Take Charge, which is Kendall and Sheila Qualls' organization. So the arsonists set one fire there, and then they set a completely different fire up on the third floor. 
and I think they broke down the door to the office of the Upper Midwest Law Center and set that second fire inside that office, which is now completely destroyed. It's obvious that these arsonists were targeting conservative groups. This building is full of uh, psychologists and chiropractors and financial advisors and so on. They didn't target any of those people. They specifically targeted the three conservative groups that are located in this building. It's not going to impact us a bit. We actually launched a new campaign yesterday and we're going to have to work remotely for a little while. We're working on finding a substitute office space for the next few months. This is not going to impact our work. Okay. So there was John Hinderocker, president of the Center of the American Experiment. And look, I, I don't want to uh, fall into the, you know, I don't want to stoop to the level of progs and leftists because, and particularly the gun grabber ilk of the left wing. Because whenever a spree killing takes place with a, with firearms, literally, and I do mean literally before bodies are even cold, you have leftists, gun grabbers, politicizing the issue. Basically saying, well, you know, this uh, the, uh, the National Rifle Association, they're, they're, they're a domestic terror organization because they enable these kind of things. And by the way, um, I know... You can pretty much dismiss gun grabbers out of hand, but when they cite the NRA uh, in all of these, it shows they really have zero idea what the gun lobby is all about, so they can just be easily dismissed anyways. That's just an aside. But the point is, they 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 always indicate that it is the gun lobby that is responsible for this. And once the investigation plays out and it says, oh, well, looky here, turns out there are laws on the books that if they were followed and enacted properly, the person that committed the shooting would have never gotten a gun, got their hands on a gun, and therefore this they got their hands on a gun because some government bureaucrats screwed up and didn't, say, log something into their background. So when the background check came up, their, say, domestic violence would have been on record and they would have been precluded from buying a gun. This happened in the Sutherland Springs, Texas church shooting about four or five years ago. Or someone who was under 18 gets their hands on a gun. Well, they're legally prohibited from getting their hands on a gun. So they, when, when they're proven that, hey, the accusations you're levying and the laws you say would help prevent these shootings in the future, well, none of them would have worked. Okay, now I'm going on a kind of a, a tangent here, but so let me get back to the main point. There is no sin in waiting for the investigation to play out instead of going off half-cocked, pardon the pun, talking about guns, right, and spouting theories, and then when they turn out not to be true, there's never any apology, there's never any, oh, okay, I'm sorry, I jumped the gun a little bit, again, pardon the pun, Uh Turns out I should have, um, you know, kind of uh, kind of taken a deep breath, been a little more reasonable. And that's why people always call for thoughts and prayers. It's like before you go spouting off and saying things that you, that you might regret, maybe kind of be a little more deliberate. So I say that to say that I am going to exercise that discretion myself. However, however... I don't think it takes a whole lot of dot connecting when the organizations that were the victims of this arson, and again, it, this is being treated as an as arson, were conservative organizations. Now, I get it. Center of the American Experiment and Take Charge were in proximity of each other in the first floor. So if one office gets torched, obviously, that whole area is going to. However... The Upper Midwest Law Center was on the third floor, whereas the other two organizations on the first floor. And it was only those three who sustained damage, as John Hinderocker said in that audio clip we just listened to. None of the other offices were damaged. So, again, it doesn't take a lot of dot connecting to say that the perpetrators of this were in all likelihood, at the very minimum, Hateful of conservative causes. Now, they may not be all that fired up about left-wing causes either, but it's not a stretch to say that this is some sort of political terrorist event. 
But again, we're letting the, the, the investigation play out. But we're not going to sit there and cite specific organizations like some union organization or any other left-wing organization and say, well, because of their rhetoric, they're responsible for this. Now, let's, let's not stoop to that level. Uh, Governor Tim Walz did give the obligatory uh, uh, statement saying political violence and intimidation have no place in Minnesota. I'm confident that local, state, and federal law enforcement will get to the bottom of this unacceptable act. God bless you, Governor Walls. I sadly do not share that confidence when the feds are involved. 651-289-4488, that is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow or check out the live stream of our broadcast on the Narn Facebook page. Brad Carlson, The Closer, back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. We all know that aches and pains come with simply getting older, but it doesn't mean you have to accept it. That's why I want to tell you about a special lady, Leah from Ohio, and her relief factor story. One Sunday, Leah was sitting on the couch in so much pain, she was literally in tears. That's when she decided to try Relief Factor. Just eight days later, she found relief, and she continued to get better and better. To quote her, she said, I am truly amazed at this product. Like me, who after nine, almost ten years, almost a decade of low back pain, lost that pain thanks to Relief Factor. If you're living with aches and pains, see how Relief Factor, a daily drug-free supplement, could help you feel and live better every day. Get the three-week quick starter pack at relieffactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. It all comes with a feel-better-or-your-money-back guarantee. That number, 1-800-4-RELIEF. ReliefFactor.com. Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted on the job each year, leading to injuries and death. This is the reality they deal with when making contact with the public. Another reality is that if someone doesn't comply with a lawful order or uses force against them, police may have to use sufficient force in response to obtain compliance. Use of force is always ugly. Nobody likes it, especially police, and nobody knows how it will turn out. Spread the word. For de-escalation to work, both parties must de-escalate, and de-escalation isn't necessary if there is no escalation. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer, whether it's getting asked a question, getting a citation, or getting arrested. Don't argue, don't resist, don't flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now, complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how to help law enforcement accomplish its goals, visit nationalpolice.org. Looking for a new way to give back to your community, learn new skills, and make a real difference? Consider volunteering with your local fire department. The majority of U.S. firefighters and emergency responders are volunteers, answering the call when their community needs them. Be part of a dedicated team of volunteers who step up and protect their community from all types of hazards. You can be the difference. There's no typical firefighter. Anyone can volunteer to serve their community. Volunteering as a first responder is really about having the heart and drive to make a difference where it's needed most. Aside from helping your community and being there for those in need, being a member of the Volunteer Fire Service provides many benefits, including an opportunity to learn new skills and join a family that will serve with you, always have your back, and train you to be the best version of yourself. Your community needs you. Will you answer the call? Learn more and find a local volunteer opportunity at makemeafirefighter.org. That's makemeafirefighter.org. Hey, welcome back. AM twelve eight of the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Me, Brad Carlson. 651-289-4488. That's the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hey, and don't forget our live stream of the broadcast. That's up and running right now at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So check us out there. As always, our good friend Wild Wilson checking in from down in the great state of Texas. Wild, good to see you. As always, thanks for tuning in. Uh, continuing with our story, talking the last segment about the three uh, conservative organizations at an office building in Golden Valley, which were targeted for arson. Again, the uh, this is under investigation, but it is moving forward uh, under the assumption that this is arson. And given the fact that two uh, offices on the first floor and one on the third floor were targeted, and those were the only ones who sustained 
major damage. Again, doesn't take a lot of dot connecting to ascertain that, yeah, this uh, definitely is, uh, again, let me let me be careful with my words, shouldn't say definitely, but doesn't take a lot of dot connecting to suspect or to arrive at the conclusion this is political terrorism, okay? And I talk about the politicization of these tragedies and how it's despicable. I don't care, you know, what the situation is or who's committing the horrific acts. But Alpha News, you know, on their Twitter feed on uh, Monday morning, or I guess this was uh, actually was a few days after the fire. So I believe this was on Thursday. Yeah, it was Thursday afternoon, as a matter of fact. Alpha News had the uh, story about it. It talked about how a fire at the building housing three conservative organizations investigated as arson. And uh, Representative Andy Smith, who is a Democrat state rep out of the Rochester area, he replied to that tweet with a gif of Dwight Schrute. Now, if you are a fan of The Office, and if you're not, why the heck not? Where have you been? Uh, Get a subscription to Peacock, because they'll probably be broadcasting NFL games exclusively on Peacock, some NFL games exclusively on Peacock next year. But, hey, you can watch The Office. Okay, this was the benefit of the people who wanted to see the Chiefs-Dolphins playoff game is they got a subscription to Peacock and they wanted to cancel right afterwards. Well, keep it for the entire month. Binge watch The Office. So anyways, The Office, in my opinion, one of the greatest uh, sitcoms of all time, definitely in my uh, top three favorite sitcoms. Uh, Dwight Schrute, the mercurial sales rep in The Office, uh, he had kind of a rivalry going with this young hotshot named Ryan. Ryan was an MBA, and Dwight was a little jealous of this kid because he was kind of an up-and-comer, and it looked like uh, Dwight and Ryan's boss, Michael, was kind of showing some favoritism toward Ryan. Well, Ryan, this smart, brilliant MBA, uh, left a, uh, I think it was a pita, in a toaster oven and left it running too long, and it started a fire in the office, and it, that was ascertained, and Dwight Schrute, uh, came out with this pita and was jumping up and down and mocking Ryan, saying, Ryan started the fire, you know, to the tune of Billy Joel's song, We Didn't Start the Fire. I say all that to say that Andy Smith posted a gif of Dwight Schrute saying, Ryan started the fire. That was his response to Alpha News's story on these three conservative organizations being the victims of arson. Now, I get it. These organizations politically are polar opposite of what Andy Smith believes. I understand that. Okay, In politics, there's going to be vehement and passionate disagreements. But this is kind of the climate, sadly, we're in, not only in the state, but dare I say the entire country, where we seem so divided that we look to jump around like poo-flinging monkeys when someone of our political opposite endures a challenge or suffers a tragedy or a loss or what have you. And and because of these political disagreements, we've seemingly lost our humanity. And I get it. I get it. Major figures, particularly those running for president, you know, they don't necessarily set a good example. I understand that. But if you just want to chalk it all up to Donald J. Trump's discourse in particular, well, Trump is just part of the problem. This has been going on behind the scenes. Trump Trump is just saying out front what a lot of these politicos are saying behind the scenes and and what their attitude is behind the scenes. Okay, Trump is just saying out in the open what all these people feel, but yet these people clutch their pearls. They're frauds. They're hypocrites. Okay, because don't don't pretend like. What Donald Trump is saying, you haven't said the exact same thing behind closed doors about your political opponent. You have, okay? So I say all that to say that we've seemingly lost our humanity because someone with whom we disagree with, you know, if they suffer tragedy, we can't stand in solidarity with them and, you know, even even give the disclaimer, hey, I may disagree with these organizations politically, but this idea that we should celebrate what happened to him is is nonsense. 
Because the way I see it, if you're mocking these organizations and jumping around like a poo-flinging monkey because these organizations have suffered this kind of loss and they were a target of political terrorism, that tells me that your worldview, your political worldview, isn't on a very good foundation because if you have to rely on your political opponents to suffer loss and to be intimidated into silence in order for you to score electoral victories, then I got to tell you, your political worldview is kind of on sinking sand. It's, it's on shaking ground. And given that some of the buffet of lunacy that was passed by the DFL-controlled legislature in the governor's office last session is under legal scrutiny, and some of those, some of that legislation may get thrown out, who's to say? Um, that's Exhibit A right there, that yeah, maybe your ideology isn't isn't not only is it not very solid or or but it may not pass legal muster right so that's what i see when when someone like uh andy smith who is probably was probably one of the more obnoxious dflers you know mitch talked about on his show today one of the more obnoxious dflers because you know they had they controlled the entire legislature plus the governor's office and and pretty much were able to do what they want to do you know, legislate like we're a cold California or lie with impunity on national news shows like Governor Walls did on CNN and MSNBC. And then they can also gaslight the public on the uh, disastrous consequences of their policies. You know, it's it's not a big leap that they could get to jumping around with glee when conservative organizations suffered a loss. Now, again, I don't want to insinuate that all DFL legislators, as well as the governor, behaved in the same manner Andy Smith did. In fact, I, from, from what I could tell, none of them did. Now, there may have been, you know, leftist voters, you know, leftist activists, you know, not elected officials who may have uh, poked fun at this. And, you know, whatever. They're, they're, they're to be ignored. They're, they're not relevant, okay? But when you have a sitting representative, a sitting legislator, that mocks this. That's where we've kind of uh, really blurred the line between political disagreements and just a lack of basic humanity. You know, and again, Mitch brought up a, a great point yesterday. You know, the, the the mosque fire that that took place, I think, down in Bloomington area, a number of years ago, three, four, five years ago, maybe have been longer than that. And after a lot of extensive investigation, found out it was someone with. Uh, ties to, to white supremacy, some group out of in Illinois, okay? And, of course, because of this, well, you even had a gun grabber organization, uh, I think it was Protect Minnesota or, or whatever organization Nancy Nord-Benz used to run, basically called out, I think, the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus or just Second Amendment supporters in general saying they need to, you know, cough up some information about this as if they were responsible. Now, she later... Uh, it was either the Reverend Nord Bentz or organization ended up having to apologize because it was just basically a slanderous remark. But the point is there were no right-wing elected officials who celebrated with glee over that. They saw it for what it was, an awful tragedy striking at the heart of people at their place of worship, which should be the ultimate of safe spaces, right? Being able to exercise your First Amendment rights and in a way that is intimate, in this case, you know, worshiping your Lord, whomever that may be, because we've also got freedom of religion in this country. And Andy Smith, I think, knew he crossed the line because shortly thereafter he uh, he nuked his Twitter account. It was uh, it, it was no longer uh, active. In fact, while I'm thinking of it, this this probably isn't a, a good thing to do on air, but I am curious to see if it's. Uh, come back i have a feeling um you know he'll have a uh he'll have a cooling off period and then he'll come back yeah his account still does not exist he still has it nuked so that that tells you that uh that he stepped in it and he knows he stepped in it okay because uh and and i don't think this is his i don't think that was his official legislative account i think there are distinctions where legislators they have a personal account and one for their legislative business 
if they choose to have one. And uh, I, as a as a legislative official, I think that's been deemed that you cannot block people if you are a elected representative. You can't block people. So instead of blocking people who were coming at him, he just got rid of the Twitter account altogether. Okay, and perhaps after a cooling off period, he he may come back. But uh, I wouldn't put it past uh, some progressive uh, websites to try to turn him into the victim. Well, conservatives pounce on a Rochester legislator over a joke. And by the way, conservatives, don't don't overplay this. Okay, don't start threatening his family because his family had nothing to do with this. And I, I'm not saying that that has happened. I don't believe it has happened. But but don't start showing up at his house or anything like that. I mean, it, it was an, it was a egregious error in judgment, yes, but let's not respond with threats of violence. Okay, just just don't go there. But I did find it rather uh, ironic that the day Andy Smith put this tweet out, the Dwight Schrute gif of Ryan started the fire, it was on a Thursday. Uh, Comedy Central, which replays the Office episodes constantly that particular episode was on that night and i couldn't resist i had to take a screenshot of the episode and i tweeted at andy smith and i said hey andy smith uh good news i, I tweeted under the narn uh twitter account because i have access to that one i tweeted him and say hey, andy smith great news your favorite episode of the office is on comedy central right now tune in well i think by that point he had already nuked his twitter account so he probably did not see that tweet but uh i couldn't help but be uh uh overrun by the uh, the irony of that that particular episode that he cited in an egregious error in judgment was on comedy central that night so uh again uh like i said the feds are investigating this fire but as i wrote about at bradcarlson.org they're likely to have as much success finding the perp or perps uh as the secret service did in determining who left cocaine behind in the white house 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And don't forget, we have the live stream of the broadcast up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So check us out there. Brad Carlson, The Closer, back with one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. They put a parking lot on a piece of land where the supermarket used to stand. Wake up with the Patriots Daybreak Insider. Today's top news stories from a conservative viewpoint. Sign up at am1280thepatriot.com by using the keyword subscribe. That's subscribe at am1280thepatriot.com. This is Dennis Prager. Now you can listen to my show when it's convenient for you. And without censorship from big tech, become a member of the ultimate online community for all things Prager. It's PragerTopia Unlimited. Listen to the show on demand when it's easiest for you. This includes every radio show, every segment, and every guest over the last 10 years, and it's commercial-free. You can even share your favorite segments with your friends. Plus, you'll get the same email from Alan Estrin that I receive every night about the most important issues to read about. Pregatopia Unlimited members can also listen to every program, lecture, and course that is in the Prager store. Thousands of hours. You can even listen to all my Torah teachings for free. Share my passion for free speech. Join today and save 25% off the first year and get a free Pregatopia coffee mug. It's all things Prager. Pregatopia Unlimited. Go to Pregatopia.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com. This is Dennis Prager. I am excited to announce the all-new PragerTopia Plus. You can listen to my show whenever it's convenient for you, all commercial-free and all on demand. Now with Prager Plus, search topics, guests, and segments all the way back to 2010. And now a truly exciting new benefit, my monthly online video get-together for PragerTopia Plus members only. This is where for an hour each month, PragerTopia Plus members get an exclusive chance to ask me anything. That's right, anything. It's on video 
I'll be talking to you and answering your questions. We may even have a special guest every now and then. I've never done this. Submit your questions for me at PragerTopia.com. This is only available to PragerTopia Plus members. This is our chance to connect like never before. Go to PragerTopia.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com. This is Jane Robolo, co-host on Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef. When it comes to supporting local food banks or raising money for those in need, our listeners know they can count on this station to lend a helping hand. More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio monthly for community connection. A new bill in Congress would ensure AM radio remains free in vehicles. If you value this station, help ensure it stays in vehicles for the next generation by visiting dependonam.com. Whether you're preparing for a typical Sunday morning or a special holiday service, you'll find an array of helpful, creative tools from Worship House Media. From countdown timers to sermon illustrations, visit worshiphousemedia.com. That's worshiphousemedia.com, a division of Salem Media Group. Just blaze. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Uh, All the girls see them. Look at his kicks. Hey, welcome back. AM twelve eight of the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Me, Brad Carlson. One final short segment this hour, and we're glad you could join us again. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. That is the number to call. I only got a few minutes left this hour, so I did want to get uh, to this story. You know the whole um, rebate check thing, where uh, the Walls administration. Remember during the campaign, the gubernatorial campaign, where Walls wanted to get some. Uh, Rebate payments out to folks right away. He was calling them walls checks. You know, kind of a uh, high-profile, hey, you vote for me, I'll make it worth your while type of thing. Yeah, in fact, um, I looked up a tweet on uh, Tim Walls' personal Twitter account four days before Election Day in uh, November of 2022. Uh, Millionaires like Scott and Matt, talking about his opponent uh, for governor, Scott Jensen and his running mate, Matt Burke, Millionaires like Scott and Matt don't understand that working Minnesotans need $2,000 checks in their pockets. They killed that deal for their self-interest. I never understood what that, what that meant. They killed that deal? They weren't elected officials. How could they kill that deal when they are not? When they have no power whatsoever in elected government? That never made any sense to me, but anyhow. Uh, but when Peggy Flanagan and I are reelected, we'll push to get this done. Well, Tim Walls and Peggy Flanagan were reelected, and they had all DFL control. So what was the holdup? Turns out the $2,000 was whittled down to 260 bucks for a single, 520 bucks for a couple, and up to $1,300 for three if a uh, family had three children or more. So basically $260 for uh, husband, wife, and each kid up to three kids. So that's a maximum, $1,300. A little less than $2,000. So that campaign promise kind of went by the wayside. And, oh, yeah, uh, according to the Star Tribune, these Minnesota rebate checks that went out, they'll be taxed by the federal government this year. This is from Alex DeRozier at the Pioneer Press. Despite pleas to the IRS from Governor Tim Walz and members of Minnesota's congressional delegation, Minnesotans will have to pay taxes on the rebate checks the state distributed last year. Minnesota elected officials hope they could convince the IRS to exempt this one-time payments as disaster relief even though they were approved by state lawmakers and the governor after the May 11 end of the federal COVID emergency. But in a written response to Minnesota Republican Congressman Pete Stauber and others this month, IRS Commissioner Daniel Werfel said the payments don't qualify for any tax exemptions. Great work, everybody. See, this is this is what I was talking about. The DFLers had complete control of the legislature, plus the governor's office. They seemed inconvenienced by Republicans having speeches on the floor. Their their attitude was like, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. Get this, wrap the speech up. It's a fait accompli. This is passed through the DFL majority in the committee. It's going to pass through the DFL majority in the House, the DFL majority in the Senate. The governor's going to sign off. Enough of this talk and enough of this yapping. Okay? And so because of that, because stuff like this is cobbled together because they don't know if they'll have full control over the three legs of the stool past the 2024 session. They want to get in as much as they can. And that's why some of this legislation is now under legal scrutiny. In addition to stuff like this, as it's cobbled together, it says, you know what, uh, let's just get the payments out. And yeah, I get it. It's after the May 11th deadline that the IRS has set 
for federal COVID emergency. But we'll, we'll, we'll try to we'll wiggle through it. We'll, we'll try to convince him otherwise. You know, and this is what happens when you hastily cobble things together like this. And it ends up they're, get, they're, they're getting taxed. So uh, this is a uh, – and, of course, uh, by the way, uh, Governor Walls, I remember when he was first asked about this at a December news conference, flat out said bull pucky, and he didn't say pucky <laughs> at, his, uh, at his news conference. So, uh, yeah, I think he was, he was angry that these are going to be taxed, but, you know, more so looking like a buffoon even more so than he, than he normally does. Um, because, again, it was already kind of embarrassing that you have full control of all of state government, and suddenly your promise of $2,000 checks are whittled down to um, basically $260 per person in the family with a maximum of $1,300. So, um, and Pete Stauber, he's exactly right, uh, blame the IRS's rejection on DFL lawmakers in control of state government with a historic $17.5 billion surplus. This is his quote. I implore you to take stock of my constituents as good, hardworking people who should not be unduly punished for the failures and delays of their state leadership, Stauber said in a letter to the IRS. And, you know, I, I we certainly appreciate uh, Congressman Stauber's appeal here. But, yeah, he's exactly right. This is uh, due to the ineptitude of the uh, elected officials and, let's face it, the DFL majority in St. Paul. So. This is why this happened. And again, this just speaks of a, of an arrogance that once you get full control, you figure you can just run roughshod and, and do whatever you please and there being no consequences. And all people are going to hear is that there was a $17.5 billion surplus, and not only did we get less than the governor was pledging four days before the election, oh, yeah, we also got to pay taxes on it, too. So it's even less than the whittled down amount. So again, uh, election day is a long way away for for the governor. Governor Walls isn't up again until uh, twenty twenty six. However, you have members of the Minnesota House uh, that all members of the Minnesota House that are up for uh, election this November. So um, this is definitely something that could be brought to the forefront, especially if some of the legislation that has been challenged is indeed. Uh, overturned in court and is determined not to pass constitutional muster. So um, this would just speak to the general ineptitude of an all-DFL legislature. So definitely something to build on this election cycle. That is for certain. So, folks, hour number one in the books, hour number two coming back in mere moments, AM 12A to the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. One hour in the can, one hour to go. Go nowhere. This is Dennis Prager from Athanasium, the Math Learning Center. As you know, I prefer clarity to agreement. Being able to understand math is often key to achieving clarity. But with 6 out of 10 high schoolers not being proficient at math, students could be at a great disadvantage. Mathnasium helps students reach their potential to understand and even enjoy math, whether they're starting out far behind or already doing well. Using a customized one-on-one approach, Mathnasium educates and inspires students, helping them develop number sense, math fluency, and confidence that equips them for success in school and for the rest of their lives. Mathnasium also provides homework help so students can better understand and finish it successfully on their own, freeing you up to focus on other aspects of parenting. Give your child a life-changing math learning experience. Contact one of the Mathnasium centers listed on the Patriots advertiser page at am1280thepatriot.com and receive $50 off your enrollment. Mathnasium changing lives through math. Mental health and substance use disorders are complex, stigmatizing, and can be overwhelming issues for families to face. Finding the right diagnosis and care can sometimes feel impossible, especially when you don't know where to start looking. Hazelden Betty Ford understands what your family is going through. Hazelden Betty Ford's patient access team will direct you towards a clear path forward in network with most insurances. This message is brought to you by Hazelden Betty Ford, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and this station. What is dedication? My biggest fear in the middle of my addiction was that my kids wouldn't have a father. I overdosed on heroin, and I lived. And I started thinking, you know what? This isn't my story. 
my desire to change had finally outweighed my desire to stay the same. I felt powerless for so much of my life. It's important to me that my kids are empowered and truly believe that if, if they can think it, they can do it. I definitely had to become a better man to be a better father. For the first time, I, I finally feel like I'm exactly where I should be, where I want to be. That's dedication. Visit fatherhood.gov to hear more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Charlie Kirk here. It is critical we keep AM radio in all cars and all trucks. More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio for news, weather, and opinions. AM is also the backbone of the emergency alert system, keeping you advised of threatening weather conditions and amber alerts. Text AM to number 52886. Tell Congress that we need AM radio in our cars. Again, text AM to the number 52886. Standard message and data rates may apply. AM 1280. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.